Luke, my man. What's going on? Thanks for being here, my friend. Thanks for being here with uh, with Burn the Ship. This is our business podcast where we talk about um, why business people that we really like do what they do um, and how they do it. Um, so thank you for being here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Luke Van Every. I'm the founder and CEO of True Compare PEO. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I spent uh, I spent years selling PEO or professional employer organization uh, direct with two of the largest professional employer organizations in the country. And over time, I realized that there isn't one PEO that can fit the needs of, of every company. But there is a PEO out there that can fit the needs of the client's company. Um, there are 900 PEOs in the United States. How do you pick the right one? Well, enter True Compare. Uh, at True Compare, our goal is to simplify the PEO search process and help evaluate top providers that best suit your individualized needs, providing transparency and trusted expertise every step of the way through a true comparison. We have signed contracts with 11 of the top professional employer organizations in the country. And we work directly with our clients to help them search and decide which PEO is going to help them for the longest period of time. So what does, um, I'm, I'm going to assume that I'm on the majority here, um, even though we've had this conversation before and I kind of have some background. What is a PEO? What does a PEO do? That's a great question. So the professional employer organization helps companies with payroll, employee benefits, workers' comp risk management, HR support, all through their HRIS enterprise-style platform. But what makes them different from just a traditional payroll company? Well, in the PEO model, it works off what we call a co-employment model. So let's say you had 20 employees. We'll take your 20 employees and we put them under the federal ID number of the PEO. So they look like the PEO's employees, but only for administrative purposes. The PEO becomes the administrative employer of record. So what that means is the client processes payroll under the PEO's federal ID number. So the client never has to worry about tax fines, state registrations in most states, unemployment claims. If something went wrong with the payroll, you wouldn't even know about it because it becomes the PEO's responsibility. Then on the workers' comp piece, they adopt a workers' comp of the PEO, which most of the time it's a pass-through or a lot of times we can make sure that you're coded correctly, especially in these times, this one's very important. If you had a lot of people in an office and now they're all working from home in different states, did you update those workers' comp codes to reflect that? Well, the PEO works to make sure that that's always correct. Then on the HR support, in the co-employment, the PEO has some skin in the game. They wanna make sure that you're successful for a very long time. So they work directly with you to make sure you are compliant in all 50 states by giving you best practices and support when you need it. The cherry on top for working with a PEO is the employee benefits. Some of, some of our partners have upwards of 600,000 worksite employees under their federal ID number. Their buying power with the carriers is gonna be much, long, much larger than yours would be under 200 employees. So you're able to tap into their economies of scale and get great rates on medical and dental and vision and get better plans that you might not otherwise have access to. 
And then they enhance your employee benefits, long-term, short-term disability, accident, death, and dismemberment, critical illness, all the way down to pet insurance. So we're helping small, medium-sized businesses hire and, hire and retain top talent with a benefit package that you would see at a big organization. Cool. What are some of the variables between the different PEOs? So it all comes down to, there, there's quite a few. It depends on what carrier you're like. Do you like Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield? Do you like Aetna? Do you like Oxford? Uh, then dental plans can be totally different. So the benefits can be totally different when it comes to each, uh, each PEO. Then the service model can be slightly different, right? We have some PEO partners that really want to be hands-on. They, they are there for those companies that maybe don't have an HR department and really need that hand-holding support, monthly meetings, quarterly meetings, direction. Now, they're not there to tell you what to do. None of them are there to tell you what to do. They're just there to support you and give you the information you need. But then on the other side, we have PEO SaaS hybrids, right? Where you're going to get a great platform, you're going to get great benefits, and you're going to get a very low cost fee because it's more of a do it yourself, right? Some of our PEOs offer more handholding at a certain level of an employee of an employee count. So it really depends on where the company is in their life cycle and what type of support that they're looking for. Uh, and then fee structure can be different. Some have a percentage of payroll, which can work really well in uh, the blue collar industry that have lower wages, hourly wages, so that percentage is much smaller. Or you have the other side where it's a per employee per month, right? It's a flat cost. You know what it is. But then when we get into the technology piece of the PEO, what are the costs for time and attendance, applicant tracking, employee onboarding? There can be small, minute charges in there as well that we want to make sure that we're uncovering and that we're applying to the right businesses that need those products. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. So what is your, um, you know, kind of ideal client? What is your ideal client size at that 200 employee number? Is it a revenue model or? So we, we don't go off of, of, of revenue. That's, uh, that's not what works for us. It's really, we're looking at, uh, companies that want to take care of their, their employees, that, that it's important that they take care of their employees and it's important that they're streamlining their, their costs and their HR functionality. I can work with companies that are two employees, right? I have quite a few options for them, especially if you're a new company or a startup, you just went and got a bunch of funding and you can show that funding and you can show that, hey, okay, now we have this funding, it's time for us to grow and we wanna hire. We can go in and build out the HR infrastructure, get everything set up before we start hiring all these employees. When typically, you know, if you're 10 employees, we want to see that. That's great. We'll get you set up. You're going to be 10 for a while. That's fine. But when you're a smaller company, if you're going to be growing, we can get everything set up initially so we don't have to try to hire employees like, hey, by the way, we'd love for you to work for us. Uh, we'll get you benefits, you know, once we get five or six. We have the ability to build it out beforehand. The technology industry is historically a great fit for PEO. It just, it always works very well. The same with professional services, companies where people are sitting in the office and it's a person as a service, fantastic. Financial services, hedge funds, banks, 
great. Nonprofits can be good. Nonprofits, in my experience, can't always get a lot of funding for high salaries for their employees, but they can get the funding to get great benefits because we want to take care of those individuals as well. The last column would be blue collar. Your construction, your restaurants, your manufacturing, architects, engineers, historically hasn't always been the best fit, but we did a lot of due diligence with a lot of PEOs to find some really great offerings for this category as well. Cool. What are some of the challenges that you've experienced um, kind of taking this into your own hands, becoming your own company, being your own entrepreneur? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's uh, right now it's I, I'm extremely humbled uh, by how many individuals that I've met over the years and networked with who are so excited for me and are just uh, are just helping. And I'm trying to just kind of take a step back and make sure I'm taking care of the clients that we have up front because we've got quite a few up front and we want to make sure, you know, we're going to take real good care of these, these first clients because they're our first clients, right? We have about 20 of them in a six week period, which is extremely humbling. And we want to make sure, I don't think I was prepared for how fast it was going to go, which is a good problem. Right. Um, but, uh, and then just making sure I stay organized uh, which I, I'm pretty good at. I, I've learned very quickly that there are so many great options out there for entrepreneurs. If you just take a look around, there are there are individuals and companies that want to do business with you and want to help you stay streamlined. Uh, and my my number one problem, and this has been a problem even before I was an entrepreneur, is knowing when to turn it off. <laughs> like you gotta be able to turn it off. You know, when that time hits at night and it's time to to shut it down, control, delete and leave your seat, man. Go eat dinner with your family. Go take care of the yard because it's about that time. Like, go watch that show. You have to be able to decompress or you'll get burnt out even faster than when I was at the big corporation. For sure. <clears throat> How do you decompress? Um, so I recently, I lived in New York for the last five years and I recently, uh, let me go back one step further. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I grew up on 14 acres, uh, outside of Charlotte with my, my lovely family, two brothers, two sisters, and we grew up in a big yard. And then we moved, my wife and I moved to New York city and lived in New York city for five years. Uh, and it was fantastic. New York was a fantastic time. I met so many amazing people, connections that I will have hopefully for the rest of my life. But in 2020, we decided to leave New York and move to Gainesville, Virginia, Northern Virginia, right outside of DC. My wife's headquarters for her job is, is here in DC. And we took our time and we just bought our first home. Uh, we got about four and a half acres uh, of yard. So right now, I see the uh, I see the other guys in the neighborhood and how well they take care of their yard. So right now I'm uh, <laughs> it's my first yard to ever take care of. So I, I'm pretty ingrained in it and making sure I'm keeping up with the underlying neighborhood uh, competition and who's got the best yard. <laughs> cool, that's exciting. It's always new to be in that that new environment and change oh, yeah. that. Um, so what? How did that line up with the, your new business? You moved to Virginia before um starting true compare or or no, briefly right after? In line. it was right in line okay it was like all right we're leaving 
I want to go out on my own. Uh, I know that this company is going to be able to help companies save a lot of time, a lot of resources. And, and that, I mean, we're seeing it right about 30 minutes into the phone call with the client, the light bulb goes off and they're like, Oh, Luke is literally just here to help. <laughs> and in DC is a good median, right? Like my family's in Charlotte, six hours away. I can be in New York in three hours if somebody needs me. And in DC is, is a very cool city. It's, it's got a lot of old history and it's fun to go and, and walk around it. So it go, it, it went right hand in hand. When I was leaving New York, I was like, if I don't go and give this a shot now, I never will. So here we are. So I know networking and that sense of community has been a big um, catalyst for your growth in business. What does that um, look like now? What does your network look like um, in you know Northern Virginia? What does it look like in New York? What does it look like um, you know closer to us? We're in Atlanta, so yeah. So I that's our mar- that is my marketing strategy right now is to network all over the country. Uh, we can sit here and debate uh, all the bad about 2020. And we could talk about it for days, but this, what we're doing right now, I hope never goes away. It's shown us, the virtual meetings have shown us that we don't have to stay in the city and state that we live in. We can meet incredible individuals all over the country. So I host my networking event uh, every Tuesday, 11 to 1, completely free, non-exclusive. Check us out on LinkedIn, in this together roundtable. It's a little different than any other networking group, but it's got some fantastic individuals. Um, I go to another networking event in Indiana uh, called SIL. If you're interested, I can get you a, a, a connection over there. It's got about 400 members that meet every Tuesday. It's very, very cool. So we're building out over there. Um, I then, every, how I'm building out my DC market right now is there's this great company called Lunch Club. And Lunch Club was started exactly what it sounds like. You randomly get connected with like-minded individuals to go have lunch. Oh, we're not having lunch. So they pivoted. And now you can go on and you get randomly uh, placed with like-minded to have a virtual lunch. And you can be real demographic with it. Like I met a couple, I met somebody in, in, um, in Germany, had a great conversation with them, like for an hour and a half. It was awesome. We didn't really have anything to help each other with, but they actually just introduced us to our one of our newest partners, which we'll be announcing soon, which is a global PEO, so that we can help companies that have global employees as well, which we're super excited to announce very soon. And that came out of just randomly meeting and speaking with somebody in Germany for an hour and a half. Uh, if you're not on Lunch Club and you want to meet random great networkers, check it out. Um, so I'm always looking for great networking events anywhere in the country. It doesn't have to be in one place. There's so many great human beings out there. You just got to take the time to meet them. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And how, how has, as that, you know, those, those, uh, across the country efforts to network has those, um, kind of impacted the growth of in this together Roundtable as well. Oh yeah. So we have clients all over the country. It's not, you know, in, in the past when I was just selling in New York, that's where all my clients were. I'm meeting amazing people in Tennessee. I'm meeting, in, I have some clients in Arizona. Colorado is becoming a really big tech hub. You know, Florida, 
how many people moved from California to Florida and they took their businesses with them? There's great business everywhere and we can all sit in the same room now. I, I want to work at all. I work in all 50 states. Sure. Sure. And so um, Esther as well was on our podcast, probably went a couple of weeks ago. Um, something like that. Esther is awesome. Esther's kind of taking that same um, kind of approach as you are, you know, it's just genuine networking, giving a very consistent message over a long period of time to people that are looking to um, do business and help one another. Um, and she is incredible. So you guys kind of run in this together round table um, yeah. together. What are the next steps for, for that networking effort? Are you guys going to continue to grow that? Are you going to evolve into something else or? It's, you know, we've kind of let it do its thing, right? We went into in this together round table. Uh, Esther and I, Esther, I is one of, if not the most incredible human being I've ever met. She's so genuine. She's so good at what she does. She will connect you with so many amazing people. And her company, RCS Professionals, is hand down incredible as well. We have been networking together because we are, our businesses coincided and we didn't compete. We've been networking. We met through networking. And we've been met networking once a month ever since. So when all the in-person networking went away, she was the first person I called. All right, what are we going to do? She was like, maybe we start our own. I was like, all right, let's take everything we know from all of our networking and let's do all the good, right? Let's, let's make it virtual. Let's make the entire concept of helping one another and let's make it non-exclusive, right? Anyone can come. I've had competitors on there. She's had like, we've had lawyers give lawyers referrals, CPAs give CPAs, recruiters give recruiters. It's been fantastic. And we started like thinking we'll go a couple of weeks and people kept showing up. I used to say, it. I was like, I'm going to show up every Tuesday until nobody shows up. We had our one year anniversary two weeks ago. <laughs> so we went from just having the meeting and then one of our members, uh, PJ Ewing, he is incredible. He built us a website. He said, I'll just, I'm going to build us a website. We're going to put everybody on there. So then we had a website. So then we wanted to have more community on LinkedIn to help everybody promote. So we created a LinkedIn uh, page. So we have that rolling. We just implemented a Slack channel for everybody to communicate. So it's, it's organically just grown step by step. So we don't sit back and kind of plan anything. We're kind of just letting it evolve and allowing the members to, or the callers, we call them callers because we don't, we don't charge anything. It's just, you call in. Um, we let people give us ideas and we collaborate. We think, all right, this could be positive. Everybody let's, let's implement it. If it grows in it, into something, then it grows into something. But like we said, we're going to keep showing up every Tuesday, 11 to one <laughs> until nobody shows up. <laughs> so tell me what kind of um, community impact do you hope to have? I know that's a big part of Esther's kind of mission as well is to kind of impact and give back to that community. Um, what is that community that you kind of identify with now? And, and how do you plan on kind of keeping um, in depth with that community? So our one of my goals uh, when starting this was to give back to our military service men and women. Uh, I come from a, a long line of military family. My brother is a, a captain in the Air Force as we speak. Um, so we made sure to partner with a very good friend of mine uh, and his foundation, Suits for Soldiers. 
Um, they take donated suits for women and men to give to veterans that are going to job interviews and need to dress to impress uh, to get that next uh, job when coming back. So we've dedicated that every 100 employees that we place on a P one of our PEO partners, we donate uh, a brand new suit to uh, to suits for soldiers to a to a soldier in need. Um, and you know we donate we we help promote it and get donated suits as well. And that's that's just where we want to start. Uh, the men and women that have fought for our country are second to absolute none. They should be treated as second to none. And that's just where we wanted to start our giving back. And, and we have some things in the background that we want to continue to do in that area as well. Sure. Um, and we don't want we don't want praise for it. We we talk about it because we believe it's the right thing. And it's it's something small. It's 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 nothing big. I wish and I hope that we can grow through this thing to to do more. Uh, but that's where we're starting. Sure. I'd love an introduction to uh, to those people as well. I would love to tie them into our networking group. We sponsor charities um, when we have the ability to. And I know all of the uh, busy professionals that we have here, and that would definitely be more uh, more than inclined to uh, to give some stuff. So, um, I'd love the introduction to those people. But yeah, that's really exciting, man. I mean, you've got the you got the ball rolling. What do the next few years look like? I mean, what's the growth plan? What's the what's the scale? So. You know, it's there. The business plan is there. We'll 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 put it in for the next two years uh, and bust it real hard, right? And and really just take care of the clients that we are introduced to, to hope to start uh, hiring five employees here in DC after year two. Um, right now, the plan is to have micro hubs. Uh, you know, one here in DC. Uh, one in the South, whether it be Georgia or Florida, one in New York, and then one either in Colorado or California, so that we can have boots in the ground and all in, in across most of the country. Um, and by I say micro hubs, I mean that it's going to there's going to be an office in each of those locations. But the forcible five days a week mandatory in the office, I, I believe, is dead. It, it's it, there's no point, right? There is a need for you to have an office and for us to have an office because it's we're seeing it's very difficult to integrate new hires into a great culture when it's virtual. So you want to have that place that you can still come together and you can still collaborate and you can still be a, a real company culture. Um, so we're planning on having smaller offices and a couple of days here and there in the office. But your high performers, especially in a sales role, if they're performing at home, let them stay at home. Mm -hmm. If you have new hires that you need to hands-on train and, and get them excited about working with you and still have those great events, I, you know, I think we're getting close to that. I, I can't tell you how far away or when, but uh, I look forward for that day. And that's our plan is to have micros across the United States, satellite offices where people can go and collaborate and uh, still be able to live their lives when they need to. And tell me this, you do a podcast as well, right? We do. Uh, we've done a couple episodes. It's called um, the Network Table Podcast. Uh, we've I've met so many incredible people throughout my career. And what do we do? We talk about business. But then over time, if you're networking correctly, you start growing a relationship with these individuals and you get to know them on a personal level. 
And I want to tell that story uh, for individuals that I've met and want to come on. Of course, we'll talk about your business for a moment, but then I want to hear your story. Where did you go to school? What jobs did you have leading up to this one that you have now? Like, there are some really great stories in there, and I want to help promote not only my friends, not only my colleagues, but my clients as well to tell their story because it should be told. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, we'll we'll link some of um, some of the pod, some of your podcast stuff with our once we release the video. That way, it's easy for people to find. But I couldn't agree more. Um, the story and how you got to where you're at and how you developed your, you know, everybody I believe has their own sales acumen. Everybody has their own sales flow. Everyone has their own process and structure. Um, and my sales game has been built off of, you know, regurgitating other people that I've seen be successful and hearing something that they say well and saying, you know, I may, I may even be able to say that better than they say it, you know, and that, and that's been the whole development of my sales game. And I've been doing this, um, four years and some change. Um, and it's just learning day by day, you know, the process has been, and the, and the grind has been the most, the thing that I appreciate the most. And it seems right. to be something that, you know, kind of we have in common, you know, I started out, um, you know, playing basketball. That was my whole, my whole grind initially, through high school, through college, um, and then I hurt my knee, came home, had a family, had a life, had a job, um, and got into this this merchant services game with a bunch of people that wanted nothing more than to build a, a you know build an environment that was conducive for me to succeed, you know, and and Jay, the owner of my company, initially told me. You know, he just regurgitated information that he understood. You know, the door-to-door world, the the hard door knocking on hundreds of doors a day, that was their life. You know, Quill Office Supplies and Sidcore um, background, and we were trying to take that to the streets, and I was 19 years old. You know, and there was just no way that that was the environment that was the best for me to spend my time, but I needed that. I needed that, that struggle. Um, and once I got through that struggle and continued to grow, and now it's just been – you know, especially since COVID is developing our own virtual networking group, developing a podcast, developing all these value added things to build relationships with incredible people. And, you know, it's something that we have in common is that, you know, you've decided, you know, here's the information I have here, are the connections I have, let me be of value um, by connecting people um, that enjoy the company of networkers. And that's the same thing, you know, is anything that we can do to continue to stimulate growth on your end. I know that the meeting that you guys run is incredibly valuable. So let me vouch for that on the podcast to everyone. Definitely check out um, the content that you guys put out as well as the networking groups. You guys are incredible, man. We're, we're looking to model a little bit of what we do after you guys. Um, another thing that you guys do is incredible as well. I wanted to ask about this. What inspired the is, have you guys always been no video? Yeah. Always from day one. Yeah. What was the thought process when, when zoom, you know, Skype blew like a four year lead the other day. We were talking about this, by the way, the greatest comeback in history is zoom over <laughs> Skype. Um, but what inspired the, um, just the phone call, just the, the no, the uh, no video. So think about when we started it, right? March of 2020. Um, it was a time where the world was, uh, felt like the entire world was a, a attacked, right? It wasn't a, a certain individual, it was all of us. And we wanted this to be in this together. 
Um, first, I could care less what you look like. I don't care. I care about what you say and what you do and how we can help you. So I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a bunch of people chilling. And, and listen, it's not, it's not a problem that you turn your cameras on during your, your networking calls. It's, it's, it's great. I'm, I join them all the time. I get it. For us, we wanted people to listen. Listen to what the person is saying. Take notes of what they're saying. Write down. Be present in what the human being is saying. Because everybody is a presenter on our networking call. Everybody gets time to talk. We don't time limit anybody. Tell us about your company. Tell us what's working well to grow your business and tell us what your need is. And then we open it up to the group and people raise their hand and we call. And the, the conversations that are having on the fly are, are what's so powerful. And it took time for people to get used to it. But then when they recognize, they're like, oh, we can have conversations right here, right now. And then it triggers others that are a little bit more hesitant to get in there, to get in there. And then you got four or five people talking and collaborating on the fly to help. It's very powerful. And the other one, it's 11 to one. If you want to eat lunch, eat lunch. Your camera's not. I loved the um, one thing I will say about this as well. I went the first time I came to end this together round table, I was almost last um, to give my my time to talk about my business. I may have been very last. Actually, I might have been very last. Um, it was like one and some change. It was later in the day. And I was like, man, people are I don't know how many people are on here. You can't really tell how many participants there. Are. I was like, I don't know who's who's listening, but I'm still, you know, taking notes of everybody as I always am. And, um, I was like, I'm still going to put, you know, my best foot forward and, and give people a strong 60 seconds. And I did, I gave a strong, you know, introduction to myself and my business and my podcast and invited people to take part, basically free reign for anybody that wants to be a part of what we have going on. It's very valuable. Um, I was amazed at the probably dozen people that reached out to set up meetings with me. And, I was like, okay, so these dozen people want to talk to me. They're asking me questions about what to do, what I'm looking for. Um, people are sending me referrals, which is insane, you know. And um, then I look the next day. I come to come to work the next morning, and I look, and Esther has sent me an introduction to every one of these people. Every <laughs> single one of these people that asked me a question, she's formally introduced me via email. And I was like, that is next level. You know, yeah. that's something we don't even bring to the table. You know, is that we 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 rely on those Zoom breakout rooms, twenty minutes for five people, you know, and four to five minutes a piece with the video on. You you have the foundation to create a good relationship, but it relies so much on the one to one after. You know, it relies so much on the interaction later that if you spend those minutes in that breakout room and then go away and then don't do any one to ones, you almost wasted your time. You know, so it, we created a, an environment that was competitive that was if you don't spend the time here and show your face here and do the right things here, then people are not going to, you know, there's no shine here. You know, there is no there is no scam to be had here. It yeah. is you have to put your best foot forward and sell yourself and make people trust you or where they're not going to do business with you. And we love it. You can't pay more money for us to vouch for you. You know, you're not going to be... Um, something, Hey, this, these people are great unless we know you're great, you know? And if we do know you're great, we're going to tell everybody you're great, you know, cause we probably already are. So it's, uh, it's very similar, but yeah, I, I commend you guys on that. It's, it's a incredible networking group. I commend you on your businesses, all your, your journey as an entrepreneur. 
Um, and we, we appreciate you and the information that you've given to us. I would ask um, a couple more questions. If you had any advice, you know, somebody that was looking to take the leap, become an entrepreneur, maybe they're well-versed in um, their field, worked for, for several different companies, and they're thinking about stepping off into that venture in their own realm. You know, what would you tell those people having, uh, you know, lived this um, so fresh? Now is the time. Right now, today is the time to do it. Everyone is still working from home. You have access to the planet right now. Go do it. Give it a shot. You don't have much overhead when starting a business in, in, a, in a situation like this. You don't have an office that you have to pay for. You're working from home anyway. You're working from home if you're at a corporation. You're working from home if you go out and do it yourself. Believe in yourself and surround yourself with individuals that believe in you. And I'm not talking about W-2 employees. I'm talking about partners, people that you trust, people that you network with, people that are going to build you up and be there when you need support. That's it. You show me, and, and I stole this, but you show me your friends and I'll tell you who your values are. It, it's the truth. I'll introduce you to my into my partners that don't do what PEO does, the individuals that are around me. And you come back and tell me if I'm going to be successful or not. I've surrounded myself with individuals that are incredible, that are worth it, that know that I'm worth it. Surround yourself with people that are smarter with you and work your ass off. Yeah, that's beautiful. Dude, I love that. You're absolutely right. Nail on the head. Um, and, uh, the next question I asked, how, how do we find you? You know, anybody that wants to buy anybody that wants to help anybody that wants to be a partner of you guys, um, that may be listening, how do they find you? Where do they go? So you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only, there's only two Luke Van Everys in the world. Uh, the, the, <laughs> half Luke of them. Van Every, the other Luke Van Every is on in Australia and he's a soldier shoulder guy. We're friends. Seriously. <laughs> um, but you can find It'd me. It'd be weird LinkedIn. if you guys looked a lot alike. <laughs> we uh it's funny uh it was it was probably like right when facebook came out long time ago i like looked myself up and i was the only one and then like a couple of years later i looked again and there was another luke van every in australia and i friended him and i kid you not we like like we like our stuff like we've had a couple conversations it's crazy if i ever go to australia i'm definitely looking so you have to up. tell me well, that's another luke van every i don't it's, like all my the only statuses. other one that i know of in the world so i Hit <laughs> me up on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with me. I love it. Um, I I'm a likeaholic. I'll say that. I uh, if I see something that I like, I, I always have LinkedIn up and it's scrolling through. And if I see something, I'm hitting a like button on there for you. If uh, if I like it even more, I'm gonna hit a comment. That's all I ask in return. The minimal anybody can do do for me is hit the like button and comment on stuff because it helps get a lot of other people to see it. And then check out our website, truecomparepeo.com. It's got a lot of really great information about what we're doing, give you some insight. Uh, and then you can email me directly at info at truecomparepeo.com. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on, my man. You've yeah, man. definitely uh, set a high bar for future entrepreneurs. You know, I hope people have learned from you. Um, so thank you. Thank you. On behalf of myself, on behalf of Burn the Ship, look forward to uh, continuing to be your network uh, moving forward. 100%, my friend. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely.